Welcome to Knowles 24-7's On the Bench Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. I'm joined by Josh Newberg. Pop-up edition. Do you like that, Josh? A pop-up, like pop-up video circa, what, 1999 of, of yep. the of podcast? Yep. Uh, I had a dream. I woke up. We're recording this like at 7.30 on Saturday morning. I woke up at 5.30. I'm uh, I, not lying. I, I kid you not. I was having a like running monologue in my mind of the podcast and what I was going to ask you. And in the dream, like you weren't, or the semi dream, like you weren't responding back to me in a very like positive way. We weren't getting our point across very well. So hopefully that's not foreshadowing. I wasn't dreaming of you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's <laughs> kind of weird. So let's uh, just start. Uh, 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 All right. Let's just get this going. Okay. So, and I also dropped that Al Golden was uh, a candidate. So for today's episode, we're doing this kind of randomly. We weren't planning to do it on a Saturday, uh, but Josh got a little scoop yesterday evening. He wanted to use his platform to kind of vet it and go over it somewhat. Uh, I will qualify it by saying it's not huge breaking news, but as we try to understand FSU's coaching search and, and narrow down the targets and deal with what we believe is a lot of smoke screens, misinformation, try to confirm things, we've put out names this week. I think it's helpful to work backwards and kind of cross guys off the list, which is exactly what Josh has for us. And it's important. So Josh, I will uh, hand this over to you. I will stop rambling and, uh, and drop the scoop for us. I'm just waiting for my turn, man. Thank you. Just um, go, go for it. Sorry. I can confirm that the Florida state officials met with Kentucky head coach, Mark Stoops last week, took place in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was told um, Stoops interviewed for FSU's head coaching position but he was not offered the job, and I can tell you right now, I do not expect FSU officials to meet with Stoops again. Um, although I'm told he feels the interview went well, um, a week later, this is something that was just brought to my attention, a week later, Stoops is now telling people around him that he does not consider himself a candidate for Florida State's <laughs> coaching job. Um, Stoops didn't know particularly which direction FSU was going to go, but I did get something um, significant here. He feels FSU is going, quote unquote, big game hunting with right. the upcoming hire. Um, so I thought that was interesting. The first time, I mean, there's other names out there that we have reason to believe FSU's talked to, met with, but have not felt confident to report it to this point. But Stoops, we can say, has met with Florida State officials and, um, Although that took place, I do not consider him a candidate for the job at this point. Okay, there's a few things to unwrap here. Uh, not the most significant, but one that is interesting to me, Josh, is that there are indeed interviews ongoing and have been for a while now. I think we already knew this. We've already confirmed that FSU has talked to uh, representatives have talked to at least people representing James Franklin, at least. So we knew this was somewhat going on, but to see that there's face-to-face stuff going on and they're crossing guys off the list – I thought that was noteworthy. I don't know if necessarily they crossed him off the list or if he's just reading the tea leaves and crossed himself off the list. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Mm. All I'm saying is I don't know if like Florida State got back to him and said, hey, Mark, thanks, but no thanks. We're moving on. I, I don't think he's been. I would I would say this, Josh. Well, you, you obviously you're the one reporting it, so you know better than I, but just logically here connecting dots. Yeah. We went into this assuming that Mark Stoops would jump at the opportunity to coach at Florida State if the circumstances were even close to being right for him. Uh, so to take his own name out or to say, ah, I'm not interested, you, you could be right, could be reading the tea leaves. But doesn't that stand to reason that 
he at least got some pretty strong indication that this isn't like for him to give up on this or to say, eh, no, thanks. Wouldn't that mean uh, that he was either he got some strong indications at the very least that this was not the right job for him right now or that Florida State wasn't interested in him? That's how I absorb that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless of how or why it went down at the end of the day, I'm taking him off my hot board. Um, I, I don't think that we're going to be talking about Mark Stoops moving forward unless there's a reason to a new development, something shifts, something dramatically changes. But yeah, right now I take him out of the list of um, candidates for the job. I think we've got to do uh, a new hot board. I think, I think we're almost at that time. Um, yeah, probably Monday. Uh, a more um, set the tone for Thanksgiving more direct week. look at kind of who's on the board. I, I agree. And we can take some names off now. Yes, yes, you can. And some names are becoming more clear and in focus, uh, qualifying it with who knows, smoke screens and dark horse candidates, whatnot. Uh, you mentioned the big game hunting. To me, that's the news here, man. I think that Mark Stoops not being a legitimate candidate for whether it's his own volition or you know, FSU deciding it regardless, I think that sets a floor, man. Like, like if you're saying that Mark Stoops is as low as we go, we won't even go quite to that. That's not the right way to phrase it. For him to be the can the caliber candidate, if you won't go any lower than that, I guess, uh, that shows what we've been hearing, which is FSU is indeed going for big fish right yeah, now. Yeah, he correct? feels FSU isn't entertaining him any longer. Yeah. He feels FSU's energy and focus is elsewhere. And obviously those are our bigger name candidates, guys with more experience. Um, I'm looking at James Franklin. I'm looking at Brian Kelly. I'm looking at obviously Bob Stoops, if, if that can come back into play. Um, but you know, the guys at the top, I don't even know. Do you put Matt Campbell in that, in that I, group? I do. I think he may be a slight tier below, but if we're going like Bob Stoops tier a, I think Matt Campbell would be at the lower end of tier B, right. which would be. Right. So I think if you, if you, at the, at the highest tier right now, names in play for Florida state would include, or have been in, included in big game hunting would be Bob Stoops, James Franklin, Brian Kelly, you putting anybody else in that group at the very, very top. Not that we know of right Right. now. And then after, after that, I'm putting Matt Campbell, I'm putting PJ Flack, I'm putting, um, mm, anybody else in the second tier? I would put well, so so top tier. Well, let's say Bob Stoops is in a class. I'm I'm going third tier with Dave Pawson. Let's play. Let's play a quick game here. Tier one, all right? Let's call it Bob Stoops, right? And only Bob Stoops. That's the guy who is in a class of his own. I think based on the national championship, uh, based on the ability to come in right away, although that's timeline's not. Uh, you, you, do you disagree that Bob Stoops isn't in a class of his own? Uh, of- I guess you could. Sure. Why not? Because he right. was the sole focus early on. Right. And even though, you know, right now things are are cold. Um, sure. Sure. Put him right. there. And then All right. you got... Second That's tier. tier one. Second tier, James Franklin, Brian Kelly, and maybe Matt Campbell on the low end of that tier? Or would you put him down, Matt Campbell, I, tier I three? Mean, I'd, put P, I'd put Matt Campbell wherever you're putting P.J. Fleck. All right. Well, let's say that's tier three then. Mm-hmm. Matt Campbell at the top of tier three. P.J. Fleck. Uh, do we put Dave Clawson or, or Rule or anyone else in that, in that area? Rule there. Maybe Clawson right on the right on the verge of a low four or a high tier three. Luke Fickle, probably a next step down, probably with the Odell range. Or Mike Norvell, let's put him Mike in Norvell. the tier. Mike yeah. Norvell, probably in the tier three. And then you got uh, your safety net, Odell Higgins. I don't even know if I'd put that in a – I don't know where I'd put him in a tier. 
but I'd view him as more of a safety net because say Florida state is just of the mindset, like we're going after tier one or tier two. After that, we're just going to, we're going to hire Odell Hagans instead of a Mike Norvell or Mark Stoops or a name the coach, Luke fickle, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'd necessarily put Odell beyond those. It just depends where the Florida state staff or the Florida state administration values him. Uh, before we move on completely, and I I want to get into something semi-related to what we're talking about. Sorry, my brain is going all over the place right now as the caffeine uh, settles in. With, I quit drinking coffee. You quit drinking coffee. You quit drinking alcohol. You're someone that I can't hang out with uh, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Stoops, big brother is Bob Stoops. Well mm-hmm. documented, obviously. We've talked about it on this podcast. I think Chris on the last pod had the analogy of uh, of like dating a you know, dating the big sister, if you want to go with the the pretty younger sister, uh, you got to kind of vet one off. Uh, you got you got to you got to take your shot with the with the older one. With Mark Stoops not being an option at this time, uh, do we believe it has any impact on where things stand with Bob Stoops, or is that not related in your opinion? <laughs> I'll just I'll just say this. Uh, my source that I you know got this information from that I've been getting all my Stoops information from has been adamant that Mark doesn't believe Bob's get Bob's interest in the job. So um, that hasn't changed. And I did check yesterday. Um, Mark doesn't think Bob's interested in the job. So no, you know, nothing there has changed in my opinion because of this news. Okay. So as we kind of think about the idea of a quote unquote, big game hunting, uh, I want to talk to you real quick, Josh, about the renaissance of Florida State football. It was the letter that that President Thrasher. Uh, I don't think it's funny. Signed. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's much needed. Um, I don't think it's a move of desperation. I think it's it's just the reality of the situation. I think it. And I think it's needed. It's very direct. Um, it's asking for action. I like it. Well, I have no issue with it. I think, okay, so this is how I absorb it. And and I'm with you too. Like they need money. It's pretty direct in the sense of like, you need money and you're not being shy about it. Right. So, so that's fine. Like Florida state's financial issues are not something that like haven't been talked about before. This is all well-documented. We've written about it. Uh, many publications have, have wrote about it before. Uh, and, and I know we're very confident that some big boosters are going to step up with this coaching search and whatnot. But I do wonder like, okay, were certain pledges on the table for if Bob Stoops happens now, if Bob Stoops doesn't happen. Does that change things? That's just more me speculating. Uh, but I will say with this, Josh, everything that that letter says that president Thrasher sent out about wanting the, it was basically for boosters to go up another tier or to uh, add an additional, additional 20% to their, to their uh, contributions. Uh, that does go in line with the idea of big game hunting, right? Like you're not doing this. I'm not trying to be a, a, I'm not trying to take a poop on Odell Hagens, but you're not asking for all this additional money more than likely if Odell is the guy you've kind of uh, settled on at this point that you've determined that's your guy at this point, right? Cause financially you don't need that to get Odell Hagens, even if you are, you know, putting him with a really good staff that's expensive. Uh, that's how I absorb this is that there was another clear confirmation, unless it's a smoke screen, but this seemed to be another clear confirmation that FSU is is in it to win it right now financially. Like they want to go for someone who can bring immediate cachet to the program as a head coach. Yep. All right. 
All right, you so asking we're on the, me a question, or are you just? Telling I mean, me that? I mean, I was saying that in a way for you to kind of, you know. Yeah, I definitely. I think, Do you agree, I, Josh? Does it have to be that formulaic and robotic? Can't we just have a conversation? No, I just think that to me, this def, this takes Odell off the board. Um, this takes Odell off the board in terms of intention. Like Florida State didn't come out with this Renaissance campaign if they intend to hire Odell Higgins, right? Like that's what you're saying, right? Yes. I, I don't know if it takes him off the board, but it does seem unlikely. That I, I think it takes him. You can always put him back on the board. Okay. I'm just saying like their intention right now is not to hire Odell Hagens with, with this campaign, with that use of words, um, with the search committee coming in that they're paying money for. None of this adds up to me that they're trying to hire their defensive line coach. Were you asking me? You're telling me. All right. Telling that. <laughs> you were definitively. Okay, we just did our tier system game. That was fun. Uh, real quick, I think we've gotten this on the message board a few times. Like, I do want to at least address this. Why do we think James Franklin, why do we think Brian Kelly, why do we think even Matt Campbell would be interested in Florida State? You addressed Matt Campbell pretty in-depth, why that would be a fit uh, the last podcast. But what about a guy like Brian Kelly or a guy like James Franklin? What would it stand for them to go from – good situations at powerhouse programs, ones that you could argue are, are as attractive or more attractive, depending on what you value than Florida state. What, what's the reasoning for that? Like, why would they have interest? Well, Brian Kelly seems to have the, the Jimbo Fisher effect around him every off season. There's some sort of rumor that either he's looking to go or Notre Dame might be moving in another direction, or he could be going to the NFL or, there's friction between him and the the school. I mean, there's like there's always something with Brian Kelly. And just like Jimbo Fisher, they're all rumors until they're not. Right. So up until this point, there's just been rumor after rumor, kind of kind of quietly just swirling around Brian Kelly every offseason. And we move to the next offseason. He continues to be the head coach at Notre Dame. Um, so I think it's a situation like that. And the people that I talk to um, feel that. You know, Brian Kelly maybe has achieved as much as he's going to achieve at Notre Dame and feels a little frustrated with the handcuffs of, of recruiting to an academic university like that. And mm-hmm. he might be, you know, they recruit Florida pretty hard. They try to get the top athletes out of Florida. But to Notre Dame, you, you, you're only going to get a certain type of athlete to come to, to Notre Dame and play out of the state of Florida. So I think maybe, you know, that's the appeal there. And then James Franklin, more recently, we've seen a couple off-field things going on with the, uh, you know, with death threats and, and some racial tensions. Um, I don't think that's the reason we're hearing his name. Um, I've just been told, you know, for a while now that James Franklin isn't necessarily a Penn State guy. Um, he does like the bright lights and the big-time college football, not the Penn State's not big-time college football. But, you know, located up there in Pennsylvania, Big Ten, um, we just have heard through coaching, through coaching contacts that I know um, coast to coast, you know, that James Franklin would be a name that would pop up in the USC search if that happened. Um, He could potentially be open to FSU. And more importantly, all of this is realistic due to his buyout number. Mm-hmm. which you found to be $1 million. Is that correct? It, it was low. It was on the low end. That sounds right. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it was like one or two. Yeah. So I think that all, all those add up to um, the reasons why we're hearing those names. Would you agree? Anything else? 
Uh, I would agree with that. I do think we need to at least throw out there the idea for, you know, when your name's out in the news, that's good for uh, leverage and negotiations. So I I always think that's a possibility. Uh, You wonder how guys are leveraging the situation like Florida State's opening. Uh, One other thing with James Franklin, real quick, I don't know if there's a correlation here. I do think it's interesting. Florida State's former president, uh, Eric Barron, is the president at Penn State. Uh, President Barron, while he was at Florida State, was known as being just very academically rigid, like he was a straight-up academic guy. I know him and Jimbo did not see eye-to-eye. I know shocking Jimbo didn't see eye-to-eye with someone. Uh, but but I know Jimbo thought it was a, a, a breath of fresh air when President Thrasher came in uh, just because they were able to talk so much more openly and freely than uh, than what President Barron did. And I think President Barron had kind of skirted over potential like raises for Jimbo, and he made life difficult for Jimbo in Jimbo's opinion. Uh Knowing President President uh, Barron is more in the academic kind of side of mind uh, mindset, I do think that's something that'll be interesting to play. Like I don't know if there's friction between him and James Franklin at Penn State. I know we've seen like message board murmurs that like there's not a whole lot of uh, of a warm fuzzy vibe between administration and, and Franklin, but I don't know that for a fact. Uh, that is interesting though, just knowing how Barron operates and what his mo is. So that's the only other thing I would add to that. Uh, let's see. Mike Norvell, uh, per football scoop, he's Memphis's mm-hmm. coach. He's been associated with with the Florida State search and the Arkansas search. That was what the f- football scoop report was. Uh, the tidbit there uh, was that Norvell liked the Florida State job over the Arkansas job. Now, when I read that headline, I said, no shit. And <laughs> right? I never clicked on the story. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Mike Norvell would favor FSU over Arkansas. All right, thanks. Just going to keep scrolling. <laughs> I feel like this fan base is so insecure right now that they need that, though, Josh. Need, so okay. That's why I put there it out might there. might be some people on this fine Saturday morning that need to hear that message. So if, <laughs> if, if you need to hear that Mike Nor- Norvell favors, Arcan- favors FSU over Arkansas, take it in. That's all I can say. I, I felt like Norvell would have been like kind of crossed off the list at this point, but his name keeps popping up with FSU, man. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have any direct sourcing that tells me that that's a possibility, but his name does keep popping up. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, one other quick note before we take a break. And then we had a, uh, a slew of questions from people last night who were eager to, uh, to have their questions read and answered by us, Josh. We'll get to that quickly after the break and we'll do a rapid fire, like 10 minute segment of questions. Real quick, Jeff Sims visiting Georgia Tech. I know there was a buzz that he was going to. We want to try to get it confirmed through through a few people first. Jeff himself has been kind of silent, not kind of silent, been pretty quiet for the most part and talking publicly since, uh, well, since since Willie Taggart left, uh, was fired at Florida State. So Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech. Are you worried about that yet? Or is that part of, I, I think that's a normal thing, right, man? Like that he needs to explore I'm worried about Jeff Sims for sure, but I'm not worried about, about Georgia Tech. I think there's some other sharks in the ocean circling yeah. quietly, some uh, some bigger uh, ones. Auburn, um, Maryland, uh, I think. Potentially Michigan. Penn State. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Here, here you go, man. James Franklin comes to Florida State, keeps – Keeps Jeff Sims in line. It's all, hey, easy done. Right? I think um, that was a hypothetical. I think this could be an eye opener to some other big schools that are sniffing around. You know, now that the Georgia Tech news seeped out, and and other college coaches are going to know that he's actively taking visits. This could cause them to jump in. That's what. That's what. I'm <laughs> They're like, oh, if he'll visit Georgia Tech. He'll sure right. shit visit us. Okay. All or right. if like, oh shit, he's take out taking visits. We better get him on campus then. You know, if they were trying to quietly wait and sneak him in right before early signing day or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yep. Use those yeah. We'll see. we'll see what, what happens because of this. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, then we'll come back. I will read questions. Everyone's favorite pastime. We will answer them and then, uh, then we'll call it a day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Okay, we're back here, and it's question time. Josh, you ready? I got 10 minutes. I'm setting my phone right now. We're going to do this in 10 minutes. Wake me up in 10 minutes. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. All right, I'll get you out of here, and you can enjoy your Saturday. First question, I promise we would read the most upvoted question. This was it. This is from Mr. Forman, from Mr. Forman. Uh, Do you think they already have the head coach chosen and are interviewing potential staff now so things will be ready to go for December recruiting? And they also, no, I don't Uh, think so. And I know that. And here's, I'll just answer that real quick. I know that because they're not telling recruits that. And recruits are just hounding these these coaches. I mean, I get a lot of calls from, from not only from recruits, but people around them, like family members and stuff. Hey, what are you hearing? Like almost every day, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? So I've, fully believe and the coaches are in contact with them as well they're doing a great job let me just say that um but if there was a a hire in place they would know the recruits would be told and maybe it's possible that guys they're talking to are like considering what their staff would look like and trying to get that like if it happened Mm -hmm. but but yeah i don't think there's anything that would indicate right now that this is a done deal and and ink is dry and they're just putting their staff together and ready to go like there's no point in waiting necessarily uh and, and then there was also a question do we get Jalen Knighton back. Do we lose Sims? These are also from Mr. Furman. I think Sims uh, depends on you know, whether Kendall Browse is still here uh, with who, if anyone retains him or depending on who the new head coach is, whether he has the cachet. Jeff Sims does love Florida State, but he doesn't know who the head coach is right now. So that's hard to answer. Right. I, I don't know how to answer that like definitively until he knows who the head coach is. Yeah. And I, I think there's a good chance he sticks. Um, Jalen Knighton, I don't think there's any shot Florida State gets back in that one. I just don't see a hire being made within a timetable that, you know, can get him back on campus and all that kind of stuff. Um, I also thought uh, Jalen Knighton was going to be one of the one, one of the casualties if Willie Taggart was held on. Um, If Willie Taggart was held on, there was still going to be some attrition because that recruiting class was getting really stale um, with, without a coaching change heading into the off season at six and six coming off a five and seven season. I mean, we can't expect that they were going to hold on to the top of the class that they had committed. I'm not saying all the top of the class, but a guy like Jalen Knight and I had flipping regardless. All right. Seven, seven minutes, 30 seconds left. Tampa Knoll seven, seven, six ask anything new on Bob Stoops. Uh, would you be shocked now if Bob Stoops was hired by FSU? Do you think that Bob will have, or do you think the Bob talk will heat up now uh, after the Florida game? 
half. Bob, no, I mean, I think if Bob Stoops talk was going to heat up, it would be before the Florida game because once the Florida game's over, the regular season's over, and Florida State can now, you know, more actively go pursue maybe a guy like a Matt Campbell or James Franklin, you know, guys that aren't playing in a conference championship game, especially. I think the window for Bob Stoops is before the season. That would made the mo- that was one of the biggest appeals, other than his his resume, obviously. But the timeline thing was a big mm-hmm. reason for his being so attractive. All right, DD Pudge, fourteen. This is directly for you, Josh. Uh, it's a longer question, so bear with me. Who are you confident? At, what? Sorry, geez, that didn't take long to mess that up, right? Why are you confident? An eight and five coach at Iowa State is someone. Uh, you would be you would bet the program on. You have talked about how important it is the hire, how important the hire is, without recognizing how risky it is to hire a coach mm-hmm. without any experience at a big time program besides Jim Trussell's Ohio State as an assistant. Uh, would you would like to hear you address the critics here? I don't know if there's critics. It's just my opinion, um, and the reason I feel like that is because when you look at the of of all the candidates, right? Like there is no perfect candidate. Um, you could say James Franklin, and and I wouldn't argue with you that he would be a better candidate than Matt Campbell, but I think Matt Campbell's probably more realistic. At the end of the day, within Florida State's reach, I think a guy like Matt Campbell, um, and, and this was just like my realistic opinion of who I would want to see hired. And the reason I chose Matt Campbell was because I think he's somewhere in between um, the corniness and over-the-topness of a, of a P.J. Fleck, but he's not nearly as boring as a as – a, um, Dave Cawson at Wake Forest. He's somewhere in between. And I think from, from listening to those around him, the way that he's built his program through evaluating, through recruiting, um, through not cutting corners and just paying attention to all these little details, I feel like that's a good way for a coach to come to Florida State and get it done. Um, he runs elements of a pro-style offense, Um, he runs elements of a spread. He speeds it up. He slows it down. It's not just a hundred percent all the time spread. It's not a hundred percent all the time pro style. It's not a hundred percent all the time up tempo. Um, he just mixes it all up. And if people don't agree, they don't agree. I think it's just my opinion of who the realistic candidates are that could come in and, and do a great job at a low risk because we kind of also have to factor that in, right? Like you can't just go out and hire the riskiest coach out there and, and play high risk, high reward because this program isn't in a spot where they can recover from another bad hire. Correct. We just saw what the high risk, high reward, which is a little so bit So I'm not out here jumping up on a table up and down saying if, if FSU doesn't hire Matt Campbell, this thing's a failure. I'm just simply um, making an evaluation based on – what I see, what others tell me, and who I think the realistic candidates are. I've seen some on the message board basically say that you are definitive that it's going to be Matt Campbell. That's not what you've said at any point. You just say that that's you like a, him. That's yeah. kind of what happened. That, right. I mean, look, that's exactly what happened with Jeff Cameron. He, he throws out a hypothetical saying $200 million. People are the next day saying Jeff Cameron reported that we offered $200 million to Bob <laughs> Stoop. So it happened. Uh, it's like it. telephone. All right. Yeah. Mahler 16. We got four minutes left. Mahler 16 asks, people on the board keep floating out this quote, Odell as ho- head coach while Bryles learns for a couple of years when he takes over theory. That's, end That's quote. definitely not. 
Yeah, does it, does this does this make any sense whatsoever? Why the hell would Odell just voluntarily retire to moat himself after a couple of years? Yeah, man, that's a logical question. I, I do think that there's something to be said, right, for uh, allowing Kendall Browse to continue to work at a major Power Five program with the possibility of moving up one day. But like, I don't sure. know if that were to happen, why you would set this. No, I think if you window. hired Odell for an interim period like that. Whenever Odell's interim period is up, say it's two or three years. I don't know why you would limit yourself to Kendall Bryles. I mean, you would want to hire the best possible coach for Florida State. Yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't see – no. It, it's just not a scenario that we're going to be dealing with. All right. Chris, three, 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 three. How many disguises does Nee have for these stakeouts at airports? <laughs> does he watch Repo Men for ideas? Is there a reality TV series coming your way? I wish we had Nee here for this one. I will say this. like I'm out there at the airport with him. I'm the one running into bathrooms. I don't know why Chris is getting all the love as the airplane stop. I heard Chris wears like a top hat. Uh, <laughs> he puffs on a little corncob pipe and wears big rimmed glasses when he sits out there. Oh, so he looks fancy is what you're saying. Yes. That doesn't seem like it's very inauspicious. Seems very, uh, very blatant that there's Chris Nee there. We need somebody to make an edit for us of Chris Nee in a top hat smoking a, uh, a pipe with big rim glasses. Newton, all you hear that? Get on it. He sounds, he sounds, you just described Frosty the snowman. All right. Ha- Sorry. Uh, you could, you can w- let your mind wander for the next minute. Josh, uh, Hanzo Noel asks, have you ever had Jefferson's ocean? If not, what are some good mid range bourbons? Yes. I've had Jefferson's ocean. It's delicious. Uh, it's not gimmicky. Uh, people say it's gimmicky because they put it on a boat and it crosses the hemisphere like several times. And, uh, there is legitimately a salty brine that you get from it being, uh, hit with, with ocean spray. Sounds so, pretty gimmicky to me, but Next but, it, but it tastes like it. It tastes like <laughs> it. Another one of $50 range. I would recommend it. 60 uh, uh, Old Forester's 1920 pre or Prohibition style bourbon. It's exquisite. It's 110 proof, so it's a little spicier. It's really, really good. Newton will ask, what about Hudson bourbon? I have not had it, man. I've seen the little baby bottle before. All right, one more bourbon question. And then we get you back involved, Josh. OZ5602 asked for a top five bourbon scotch that I've personally had and who were my top three coaches I want to see land the job. Uh uh, James Franklin, Matt Campbell, and uh, Dave Clawson. Uh, let's see, top five bourbon or scotches. Uh, George T. Stagg. Uh, any year, I think is going to be really great. But I had the I have the 2018, and I love it. It's amazing. Uh, Glen Morangi Signet is a fancy one. I had it for my wedding. Uh, it's a really nice scotch, not too smoky. Uh, Lafroy cask strength. If you like the smoky stuff, it's really, really good. It'll knock you on your ass. The Pappy Van Winkle 15 that I uh, that I talked about on this show before. It is good. Screw you, haters. It's delicious. It's worth 130 bucks if you can find it for that. Absolutely, it's not worth 500 or a thousand dollars that some people pay for it. Colonel E. H. Taylor single barrel, if you can find it, uh, is really, really good stuff. All right, about 350. As have you ever smoked weed with Newberg? Uh, no comment. Uh, DZ asks, all right, the last one, Josh, is a recruiting one for you. Uh, what have we heard on Weidman, Robinson, Toe Philly, Tate? Fellas, has anyone talked to them to see what they are thinking? Okay. Um, 10. Who, who, who's the first one? Uh, Malachi Weidman. Uh, Weidman, I talk to his people all the time. He's being very patient. Um, they're definitely nervous and they, I get hit up a lot, ask me what I'm hearing. Um, he's still in touch with with uh, Woody, FSU Hoops is also doing a great job of, of keeping him engaged, and I think that's why he remains committed. As of now, he hasn't taken a visit, but 
I'd watch these next two weeks. Um, I know they're getting pretty antsy. Something could shake loose there, maybe a visit. But right now, I think FSU's still in a good spot. Toa Philly, being very patient. Um, his coach, Kenny Crawford, hits me up a lot, asking me what I'm hearing. Um, they're nervous, but he's not taking any trips right now. Uh, who, was, who was up next? Brian Robinson. Well, yep. I think that one's fading, despite what his people tell me. He hasn't been to campus. Remember that official visit was supposed to be for the Miami game, which got, I'm going to say, canceled. He said he had an SAT that weekend. Um, Robinson hasn't rescheduled. He is going to sign early. Without a return trip to FSU, I don't see him signing with FSU. And right now, without a coach, I don't see a return trip happening. Um, Demory Tate, Tate, he's very quiet. I don't have as great of a relationship with him as um, I believe Chris or Zach is – is the real uh, primary contact there for our website. Tate's real quiet. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the latest on him, but Tate Tate's an Odell guy, right? Yeah. Tate's an Odell guy. I don't think he's taken any trips elsewhere, but he is one of the top guys that other teams are going to gun for. So these next two weeks will be critical. All right. That's all the questions. Thanks guys. We got through that like in 11 minutes, which for us is pretty darn good. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, all right, this week coming up, I'm not sure what our podcast schedule is going to be since we had this kind of pop-up one. Uh, but stick with us for more updates on those 24-7s on the bench. Uh, for Josh Newberg, I'm Brendan Sinone. We're going to go big game hunting this week. All right, fellas? You down, Josh? Big game hunting? We are out here. Bye.